Good evening, everyone. It is March 5th, 2021. Another chapter in the Sharks-Vegas rivalry, and uh, this one is a tough one to take, even despite the comeback. But we'll get into all that in just a second. We want to welcome all of you to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after each and every single game. So if you want to be part of the show, Teal together and chat with us on the page or the app. And of course, follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit. Of course, our Discord. There you go, Trick. I said Discord. And you can find everything at tealtownusa.com. We are going reverse retro heritage night here tonight. So uh, rocking the fancy 90s graphics. And let's say hello to my partner in crime on this evening, Al Martinet. Hey yo, uh, good. Let's okay. get good morning, everyone. But no, good night, everyone. <laughs> morning for uh, you. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope everyone's doing well. Um, tough game tonight. Um, but of course, uh, we kind of. I was on the last uh, Teal Town after dark. Kind of just said that this was gonna be a potential blowout, just because I just figured Vegas was gonna come in red hot, and it kind of looked like that going in. And early on, uh, yeah. you know, it, it didn't look great at first. I mean, you have Leonard taking a holding call like two minutes in, uh, not even a minute in. You know, there was a questionable high stick that Meyer receives that goes away. And you kind of you kind of knew that, that there was going to be something going on on this night. Uh, but then, you know, Vegas gets two quick goals in like a minute 15 you know, from Riley Smith, who's always been yeah. a great Vegas killer, and then uh, Chandler Stevenson getting getting a quick goal after that to make it two nothing, which is kind of where everything would would stand for a while. For a while, um, you know, Vegas has it, they're bigger. Um, of course, they have the talent, but they're stronger than the Sharks, um, and their cycle game is among the best in the NHL. Um, and the Riley Smith goal was just a simple dump it in, cycle around the net, and look for an opportunity. Um, that's something the Sharks used to do a lot with, uh, you know, Thornton and Marlowe and everyone else. But um, kind of funny you see that with Peter DeBoer as the coach, um, bring that kind of <laughs> that play style over to Vegas. But um, yeah, just the cycle game for Vegas that yeah. it's proven time and time again that's one of the best. Yeah, and you know, starting to nothing and of course their first goal is at 5:48 which is you know, an improvement over what they usually do is allow a goal within the first 5 minutes. So, uh, you know, I I'm trying to up everything here folks. Hopefully that's that gets the job done on on here i scarlet's already going and everything so maybe it is time for a new mic thanks 
thank you everyone for uh, helping me out here. Uh, yeah. it, so two nothing seems like everything is is uh, going Vegas's way, and then controversy starts. You know, at you know around the thirteen minute mark, uh, Reddy appears to interfere or trip up uh, Logan Couture. Logan's hurting a little bit. Pacheco skates nearby. Couture goes after him. Uh, you know. Yep. First off, what did you think of that? What did you think of Couture's response? And thirdly, what did you think of the call that went that way? Because Couture gets the only minor for roughing. So normally, what you see is, you know, both players get teed up two minutes. Um, that way, it's still five versus five and play resumes, and there at least is some discipline on the ice. Um, it's kind of odd just to see Logan um, go after someone, and that's probably why you saw a power play for Vegas. Yeah. Um, but it was just a little bit questionable. Like, it did seem a little bit dirty, um, and so forth. Like, I can see why the refs called it the way they did, but... Um, most of the time, 90% of the time, they're going to call it um, equal penalties and just simply move the game along. But uh, unfortunately for the San Jose Sharks, uh, didn't, you know, uh, nothing gets called. The back referee doesn't see it. The front referee doesn't see it. Uh, Patrick even gestures to Couture in the box that he dove. Uh a lot of that would be on, but Pacioretty would have would be the uh, would be the uh, would yeah. play a big role in, in tonight's game. Uh, you know, nothing would really go on after that in the first period. You move on to the second. Pacioretty gets one within the first three minutes. There you go. There, there's your under five goal. Uh, Pacioretty his eleventh <laughs> from Martinez and Reeves. Yes, that's right. Ryan Reeves had a point in this game, folks. Uh, and at 2:57 of uh, of the second period, uh, Bob Bugner pulls Martin Jones three goals, eight shots. Yeah. Um, you know, I I saw on a uh, on a on a Vegas t- on a Twitter uh, a poll. What would happen first? A a dumb Kane penalty, a dumb Marcheso penalty, or uh, Martin Jones getting pulled? Um, Martin Jones, three goals on eight shots. I mean, my goodness, you can't have that. You, you know, the first two goals, I didn't feel like they were too bad. Um, once again, it was the, the cycle game for Vegas. But right. the third goal, the third goal, of course, is just three Sharks players screen Jones, and it goes five hole through Jones. Um, maybe there should have been more awareness from the other defensemen and – I'm not too sure who the, other, who the other guys were on the ice, but um, when three of your Sharks defensemen or players are screening you, um, it kind of does hurt the goaltender in a lot of ways. And this was just not Vegas screening the goalie. This was just a shot that made its way through Jones's five hole, and he had no way of seeing it. Yeah, and it just wasn't his night, which seems to be the case uh, for him this season. He gets pulled for the fifth time this season. I mean, it's just stunning and frustrating 
to see. And at that point, it was 3 nothing. And like all other Vegas games, when you're going up 3 nothing, hey, uh, yep. <laughs> you know, it's over. I mean, what, are they going to have a five-minute power play that's going to come back? <laughs> no. Come on. Devin Dubnik comes in. He makes a big save right off the get-go with a flash in the glove there. Uh, and, uh, you know, that kind of got things going. You know, Marcia so takes a tripping call. There, there's the other ding, you know. <laughs> uh, he gets yeah. a tripping call, and then the Sharks get on the board. Brent Burns with with his shot uh, that at first I really didn't see it go off. And then out of nowhere, they they literally Whoa. hit the uh, end the period horn saying, hey, we're stopping this. Uh, you need to come and review this. Toronto already had reviewed it and saw that it hit the hit the post and then hit the camera in the back of the net. That gets it through. Uh, Burnsy from Donato to get things going for the Sharks even, and they're down 3-1. Even in the replays, like the slow motion replays, it didn't look like it crossed the line. Right. So, like... I'm glad it counted, but like I'm looking at it and like you're going, you're counting the frames of where that puck is crossing. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 3 1, you're, you're starting to get some hope here. And then later in the period, Matt Nieto comes down on a two on one, takes a nice wrister uh, yeah. to to get it. Uh, he gets an assist from um, EK65. You know, I mean, and all of a sudden you have a 3 2 game. Uh, then some some sloppiness at the end of the period, but you know a second period where it's doom doomsday, uh, you know, the, and you look at it at uh, you know Matt Nieto, you know Yoel Shellman, uh, and then you know Gabriel who's in there for one reason and one reason only, of course, uh, and getting comments now from from the uh, locker room. You know, Shellman played a. And played well. Gabriel's great. Nieto scored good fourth line tonight. Um, what do, what did you take from from uh, the fourth line? I mean, they they all had a fairly decent role t- uh, this evening. Yeah, um, I thought there was a smart coaching adjustment. Um, I, I know uh, Coach uh, the San Jose Sharks has not really been the we've given a lot of crap this this season, but yeah. I thought. The way they've kind of countered against Vegas aggressiveness, sending four four people in the in the offensive zone, um, essentially copying a lot of what Pierre DeBoer did for the Sharks, um, essentially just throwing the puck in the neutral zone and creating a two two v one opportunity for Nieto. Um, you know, Nieto has been a surprise. Uh, I didn't really expect this much you know offensive production, but. Um, you know, I didn't expect him to be one of the, our best forwards this year. Um, just, but just the way the season has kind of gone. But uh, good on him, and I'm sure he's probably going to cash in in the off season. Yeah, and his fourth of the year to make it in there. Uh, speaking of the fourth line, we talk about Gabriel. Uh, you know, being out there to kind of rile things up uh, to counterpunch. You know, Ryan Reeves, and we saw yeah. during pregame a lengthy conversation. Uh, between the two uh, and then you know they had they would get it on two seconds in prompting uh, Gabriel to give this answer in the locker room 
I had to earn his attention enough to get a fight tonight. Um, you know, uh, I mean, we played the right way, and it didn't matter what the score was. If we play like that more often than not, we'll come out on the winning side. Uh, what did you think of the bout? Um, I thought it was a return of, like, old late 90s, 2000 hockey. Just um, the refs wouldn't jump in when clearly Reeves was winning the fight. And it went on longer than just five seconds. Um, some of it, I'm glad that the hockey, the, that fighting has kind of made its way out. Uh, it's good to see it once in a while. But um, I thought this was a smart play early, very, very early on in the third period. Yeah. Uh, set the play. Uh-oh, I think we're uh, having mic issues again with you, bud. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with you on the on it being on being the uh, early third period. If they're if they're going to get it out of the way, they need to get it out of the way right then and there. And I liked how they did it. Um, didn't like how Gabriel's helmet was still in the freaking way uh, in, in there. But uh, Reeves got that one glancing blow right on the on the cheek, and that cut him up, and that really got things going for Vegas. Because sure enough, 24 seconds after the fight ended, Alex Tuck would get his 10th. Yeah. You know, that was a huge momentum killer for the Sharks. If Gabriel, you know, makes it even, this, the team is the team is on it. They are still fighting for getting that tying goal. But instead, Reeves kind of gets a little bit of the TKO. Then Tuck comes back to make it 4-2. And that's a tough one to take. Yeah, uh, especially right after... <laughs> I see chat. Um, you know, for the most part, you have to you have to get the first goal in the third period tied up right there. But being down four two, um, really hard place for the Sharks to come back from. Uh, give them a lot of credit; they actually did. But um, this was a long way to go. Yeah. And so then you're looking at four two backbreaker. You know, Vegas started. Oscar Dansk, as they put uh, Robin Leonard on long-term injury reserve. Uh, and honestly, Flurry played 10 in a row, so it was due. And, and I thought the Sharks should have looked at that as a slap in the face, that they're they're starting their uh, backup goaltender. A goaltender who, while he's played for Henderson in the AHL, hadn't played an NHL game since October 21st, 2019, where he gave yeah. up six goals in a 6-2 loss in Philly. And I'm thinking, oh, goodness gracious, th this is not looking good. I mean, Leonard is out with a shoulder injury, and he is their clear number one. Um, that being said, Fleury's done a heck of a they, job. Fleury, um, so. Uh, so yeah. you have I, go ahead sorry yeah just uh flurry i didn't think vegas really thought they were going to use vegas as our flurry as much this season so leonard when he comes back is definitely going to be um the clear number one but this is i, I take no disrespect to it that's just how this season has gone especially during a covid season and honestly you do need to get flurry some rest uh to really uh get him prepped for the playoffs which i think 
Vegas should be starting to get close to clinching a playoff spot, I think, fairly soon. At the rate they're going, they move on to 15-4-1 on the campaign here. Um, you know, uh, But then the Sharks would have some resiliency. Uh, there would have some fight in them. Couture, you know, seeing that Pacioretty had a goal and assist on the night so far, he gets in on the scoring with a nice goal, his 12th of the season from EK65 and LeBanc. EK65 with two points on the night. Uh, LeBanc would be the first of his two-point night. Uh, you kind of saw them fighting for it, but Vegas was still trying to stymie the team down a little bit. Yeah. Um, clearly, um, I did kind of feel like they eased off the pedal in the third period. Um, and I probably did cost them a little bit. And obviously that did cost them the third, the, the third period, but the sharks tying it. But, um, you know, like, yeah. Uh, John, John with the super chat donation as always. Thank you very much. Of course, any donations to the show is a welcome site and we appreciate it. Always goes back to support the show. John, John saying tomorrow is going to get nasty. Well, it... I, I'm not sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Gabriel is going to want a round two. Well, well, the question now well, being though, because well, Ryan, be along. because yeah. uh, Ryan Reeves is got injured later in the game. Hope he's okay. I'm not sure what it was that that got him uh, injured there. Um, but uh, we hope he's okay because I'm sure there, that Gabriel's going to want to have a round two. And uh, the question is, if Reeves can't go, does Gabriel go? I don't know. Uh, no. So... Uh, so later on, you know, the Sharks get a chance with Reeves taking a, or excuse me, not Reeves, Carrier uh, taking a uh, hooking call, uh, you know, uh, and it just looks like, mm, you know, you, you kind of, you kind of like thinking, okay, this is your chance and then nothing happens. And then you're like, oh no, well, that was their chance. And then out of nowhere, Burnsy gets the puck in his own zone. He flips it up over the ice. LeBanc is skating with him. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, just a slight little tip by Kevin LeBanc. He collides with Petrangelo and Dansk. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Patrick Marlowe tied this game 4 4. No, <laughs> we, at least the uh, uh, hi Ian by the way hi Trick uh, and that's what Randy Hahn thought you know what was going on there but it was LeBanc in to tie this game up at 4-4 um, just kind of those weird flip up plays and he just tips it home um, yeah yeah for the most part I it's um, this was what? Which score were, were we at? Uh, we just tied it at four. Four. Um, you know, simple dump and play. Um, I kind of laughed when Randy called Bank Marlowe. Yeah. Um, so uh, just an accidental play. I really didn't think much was going to come off, come off of it. But yeah. 
And this one gets tied up at 4-4. And surprisingly, we're headed to overtime after a 3-0 Vegas lead. Uh, but then Max Pacioretty cements the night with a, a game-winning goal after Evander Kane goes for a hit on on Mark Stone. Uh, and honestly, you know, Dubnik, you have to have that back. You have to have that one. Uh, and and Kane, you probably shouldn't take go for the hit with a three on three because now you're just making it a nightmare. You know, just a just and Jordan, you're saying as I'm just about to say, it, defensive breakdown. You know, that was one that, that was a tough one to take, and it gives the Knights the victory on the night. Yeah, um, I thought Devin Dubnik should have had or at least been in better position um, for that save. Uh, by the looks of it, it should have been an easy save, but you never know with um, just what Devin Dubnik. He came in relief. He had 17 saves on 19 shots. Uh, tough one on the night. This one is a final 5-4. Vegas wins in overtime. The Sharks now go to 8-10-3 on the campaign as we inch closer and closer to the halfway point. Uh, and we get closer and closer to the end of this homestand, their longest one of the year. Uh, goes without saying, though, that uh, you hear about Marcus Sorensen just a few minutes before warm-ups. Uh, he's under COVID protocol. We don't know any update whatsoever. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's it's a tough one. Um, it's a tough one, but you get, I mean, and I know, uh, AJ put it in here for the, uh, for the comment from Bugner here, but, uh, you know, you, you, you played with one of the best teams in the, in the West and, uh, you pick up a point. I mean, you, you do get that. I mean, if, you know, uh, Bugner, here we go. Uh, it's the best team in the West and we scored four goals on them, won the special teams, took them to overtime i'll take the pauses out of that it was a good point for us do you take it or it's like well maybe you shouldn't have been in that scenario first yeah like especially on a three versus three or three on three on overtime you would have maybe i thought the sharks were being a little bit too aggressive um because sure I, I saw him being you know playing defense playing the only defenseman and vegas had a two on one in that overtime. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could have just played it a little bit more safe instead of leaving your goaltender high and dry. Um, three versus three has been something the Sharks have just not been that great at this season, though. And you would think with the with the speed that they brought in with Nieto and with Donato, um, and with the speed that they have already, you would think that they would find a better way. Uh, or find, have a little more luck with it. But it is Vegas. Uh, tough one to take. But, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, and I see a lot of comments about, you know, Landy. Hey, good evening, bud. Not sold on Doobie. You know, uh, Doobie Doobie Doo is a nickname for him. I mean, he's, he's had some nice moments. Uh, he had some key saves in, in this one. And just couldn't live up to the hype uh per se you know and so you know 
yeah, this was the big move for uh, Doug Wilson this season, getting a backup goaltender that could pressure Jones. Right. And it hasn't really worked out. Yeah. Yeah. So that would do it. Uh, get, hey, guess what? These guys get to play again tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, that should be interesting. Again, with uh, Reeves out, you wonder if Gabriel comes out himself. That'll be remain to be seen. Uh, what adjustments do they make on a back-to-back? I believe this is the, this will be the third back-to-back for for the Sharks this season, and they have nine more to go, folks. Uh, so be prepared for that one. Um, as for uh, as for your favorite segment, uh, we're at fifty-eight people right now. If you haven't already, smash that subscribe button. Hit that like button. No, hit that notification bell. That'll let you know uh, that uh, when we go on with anything, especially breaking news, we'll be more than happy to have you join us and get that alert right off the get-go. Uh, for your favorite topic, uh, we will... Uh, ask for let's see how many should we ask we have 55 in here uh al let's go what 27 we're at 24 likes yep. um i think 27 is doable 27 is doable all right three more likes and of course a donation uh to our venmo at teal town usa uh, again all the donations go to help support the show uh get us better light lighting get us fancier stuff um Jerry, you mentioned about the banner behind me. Yes, that is a reverse retro uh, banner uh, back there. Got that just the other day. It's uh, one of my favorite, one of my nice ones there. And, of course, rocking the reverse retros uh, tonight. Uh, Al, what did you think of the jerseys uh, now that they were on the ice and not being, you know, modeled with a person wearing a hoodie underneath? Um... I kind of liked it more with a hoodie. Um, <laughs> really? Wow. Maybe I just crapped out the wrong time. Yeah, you, you it's just like so, silence. But uh, let's just say that, like, I figure, I, I think this is more of a good more of a streetwear jersey than anything else. I don't think it looks that great for what you see on TV. I, I the jersey itself I think was fine. I think the lettering is a bit sus um, with the teal, it, how it pops with the light, uh, kind of just goes to a um, to hurt hurting in the hands. Now, when they zoomed in on it, when they have a closer angle, you know. It looks great, but you know the main camera angle wasn't exactly the best in the world uh, for it. So we'll see. We'll see. Is this a one-year thing? We'll see. Maybe there's maybe there's another one coming soon. Who knows? Uh, it'll be interesting to see how how this looks. But uh, I I kind of liked it. I love. I mean, I've always loved the second generation look, that Nike look. So uh, definitely enjoyed that. We see that. Jerry F has sponsored tonight's reach around. So we will get right into it. Um, did you happen to see the Bruins and Capitals earlier today? No, I didn't. Oh, gosh. Uh, Tom Wilson did Tom Wilson things. Uh, looked like a high hit 
on uh, on Carlo of Boston. Uh, he apparently went to the hospital, and uh, and uh, it'll be curious. We'll say curious if he gets any supplemental discipline on this as a repeat offender. Nonetheless, it ignited the Boston Bruins, including Brad Marchand getting two goals uh, to give the Bruins a 5-1 victory over Washington. Uh, I'll keep going. We got suspension for two games. Um, Yep. Yeah. Keep going. Like you, 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 kind of, you kind of lost it there, bud. Uh, we kind of lost that uh, connection there. My internet is ruining me right now. <laughs> Why did you give me the AOL internet? I didn't do it. I gave you all my extra hour CDs. I'm sorry. So that's the reason why. Yes, all my fault, of course. Yes, I can already hear people in Nashville saying it's my fault. Uh, moving onward, Chicago over Tampa Bay, 4-3 to three in a shootout. Uh, a crazy game indeed there. But, uh, you know, Kubelik, Debrinkit, uh, the goal scorers for the Hawks in that one. Uh, the Hawks trying to make a run. Uh, McElhaney started for Tampa Bay. That was a surprise. In overtime, uh, Wusso, did I get that right, Jerk, has been on a run for the Blues uh, as former Shark of 90 Minutes, Mike Hoffman gets the OT winner in a minute 30 as the Kings go down to the Blues 3-2 to in overtime uh, On in that game. Colorado 3, Anaheim 2. That game also went into overtime. A lot of OT games tonight, except for that Boston one. Uh, Nikushkin with two goals, including the game winner in overtime as the uh, Avalanche win another one. Rocking their reverse retros. Adam Henrique was on waivers, came back. He scored his fifth tonight. In the desert, the desert dogs take uh, go down to the Minnesota Wild 5-1. to one. Kevin Fiala uh, with an empty netter, along with Matt Zuccarello, among others. Kakinen with the victory there. Kaprizov, not on the scoring sheet, <laughs> at least for goals, at least. So that'll get you up to date there. Kevin, I am paging Kevin. Kevin Lacey, are you there? Because somebody, maybe, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Somebody wanted to talk about the San Jose Barracuda tonight. So with that, we're going to bring in Kevin Lacey. See if we can add him on here. Kevin, maybe, maybe. Bueller, there he is. We bring in, and of course I get the names wrong on the figures. Here, we'll just do it. That's a okay. At least you got the uh, the recap right, unlike Sportsnet. So there you go. <laughs> And it was their game of the night. So, shall we? Let's get to it. It is time for a quick recap of tonight's Barracuda game. Ooh, Barracuda! (laughs) 
Kevin, the floor is yours. Let's hear about the Barracuda action tonight against... Against the San Diego Goals. Sorry, I'm a little off-center here, guys, but just bear with that. Um, but, hey, yeah, the Barracuda played an awesome game, uh, unlike the Sharks' first half of their game tonight. Um, the Barracuda came out after losing 6 to nothing on Wednesday to Bakersfield and put up a five-spot against San Diego, winning 5-1. to one. This despite... Joachim Blickfeld, Joel Chelman, Alex True, Nick DeSimone, Stefan Nason, and I think two other players who all got called up. And yet, nevertheless, the Barracuda were flying high. Evan Weinger put, put up his first goal of the season on kind of just an awkward goal. And then the lone blemish, an absolute atrocity of a goal for San Diego to tie this game where it almost looked like the Barracuda just assumed play was dead or something because that's how terrible they were defensively on San Diego's goal, letting them pass through everyone with no sticks down on the ice or anything. It was horrible. But after that, everything was peachy. The Barracuda scored four more times. Jaden Hobgawaks, a.k.a. Scrabble, Put up two goals. <laughs> Carlos Chuksta, who was playing forward, I should mention, the Barracuda played only 10 forwards tonight because they were so depleted up front. They dressed eight defensemen and had two of their defensemen play forward. Carlos Chuksta was one of those so-called defensemen. He puts up his first professional goal in his first pro game. And Sasha Chmielewski also got on the board. That was a nice play by Robbie Russo, another defenseman playing forward tonight. Russo absolutely hung Lucas Dostal out to dry, made a fake shot, passed to Chmielewski wide open for a goal. Everything looked great from the minor league perspective in this organization tonight. Even Alexei Melnichuk, who has not looked good at all in his first three starts professionally, he was rock solid for what it was worth. He only had to make 17 saves. He made 16 of them. And uh, like I mentioned, Barracuda 5, San Diego 1. And that game was played in Irvine, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, is there a reason why they're, they're in... They're in Irvine instead of San Diego just because of the uh, county restrictions? Uh, you know what? I honestly have. I know with Ontario playing in El Segundo, right. uh, that is absolutely why I actually have not paid any attention to the goals this whole season. <laughs> so I will just say, sure. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I don't mean to put you on the spot there, but no. uh, appreciate, appreciate the uh, Barracuda recap. Their next game is... Tomorrow in Irvine against San Diego. Will we see a repeat? We'll see. It's three in a row against San Diego here. Tonight, tomorrow, and Tuesday back in San Jose at Solar for America Ice. Yeah. And by the way, I'm wearing the only jersey worth wearing of this style. I don't know if you can see that, but I just want to point that oh, out. Yes. Well, I, I so. get you. You actually kind of have the prototype, per se, with the white piping on uh, around the arms and shoulders yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's yeah, uh this was uh, this was the shark store first release yep. and to me the best version of this style so <laughs> gotcha so the barracuda win yay sharks lose nah no not not gonna like it not gonna like it at all so 
Well, with that, uh, no rougher way around it. So we're, we're kind of going to be going on a sad note tonight. Uh, unfortunately, the passing of one of the first assist men in Sharks history, uh, Mark Pavlich, uh, passed away uh, earlier today at age 63. Uh, he was a member of the original San Jose Sharks. And like I said, he assisted on the first shark school in franchise history from Craig Cox, along with Mark Pavlich and Neil Wilkinson. Uh, tough one to go, of course. More notably, uh, a member of the 1980 USA uh, Olympic Miracle on Ice squad. Uh, but we want to send our thoughts to his family, uh, his teammates as well. Uh, definitely dealt with a, a, a lot of uh, tough mental health issues uh, in the last few years. But Mark Pavlich uh, has passed away at the age of 63. With that, we'll bring this to a close. In case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com. That's better. That's more ret reverse retro. Uh Check us out on their Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, and of course iHeartRadio, and of course always available at TealTownUSA.com. With that, we'll bring it close. Hey, get this darn thing out of here. There we go. That's more <laughs> like it. All right, Al, uh, I know it's been a rough one, uh, yeah. but uh, but when you know we've persevered, just like the Sharks did, uh, coming back from a 3 nothing deficit to... Uh, pick up a point in a in a in a loss but uh your final thoughts on where the people can find you rough show tonight i'll keep this fast because yeah. i don't want to deal with my internet issues again um but um you know tough show um move on to the next one but the sharks are being more consistent and the offense in ek65 has been playing a lot better pick uh, a couple of assists there for sure go ahead Okay. Oh. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> He's at Al Martinet. Uh Yes, I, Josh Dees, yes, posted a great picture of Ryan Reeves on Reddit to enjoy. Of course, damn, no super chat mentioned. Shame. No, we were getting to it. It's all right. Kevin, uh, thank you for your recap, your final thoughts, and where everybody can find you. I'll give you my final thoughts here. Uh, as I mentioned, the Barracuda played great. I was on the Calder Farmstead podcast, uh, which came, the latest episode came out earlier today. So go check that out on Full Press AHL. You can just search Calder Farmstead on Twitter and YouTube and you will find it. I had about a half hour discussion about the upcoming or now current series with the, the goals and the Barracuda. So please check that out. I'm at Kevin Lacey 22, and I don't know if it was mentioned earlier, but Marcus Sorensen was put on the COVID-19 list. So hopefully no other players, especially from a Barracuda perspective, because somehow we went from 19 forwards to 11. So stop taking our players. You have a taxi squad, Sharks. Uh, you know, no, no. At this point, they're going to call you to try out 
uh, to for a professional tryout. But I haven't played in almost a full calendar year, and I'm ready to go. I've been skating, so oh, give me a call. You. I can't wait to get back out on the ice for sure. I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. We'll be back with you tomorrow night following Sharks and Golden Knights round two. <laughs> Should be interesting, folks. Definitely uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, we'll be after that uh, to recap everything on there. But until tomorrow, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow night.